Hey, it's episode 31. <laughs> I actually I'm really excited we got here. I'm Brian. I'm Wolf. And this is the podcast that takes the longest running superhero franchise to date and breaks it down one glorious minute at a time. This is, like I said, minute 31 of X-Men. This is X-Minutes. I'm blinking on my normal intro. Anyway, I'm trying something new. I've been watching the uh, Darkest Timeline podcast and both Ken Jung and Joel McHale hold these like microphones without all this extra stuff and it sounds pretty good and i'm that's good i don't want to keep doing leaning in so close that i'm like hello how's everybody doing so this might be a horrible idea you might hear me tapping on the audio if so apologies so with that preamble done uh wolf what happened in this minute yeah so um it picks up right after that um, limo pulls up to that uh, what looks to be a protest. Senator Kelly gets out of the uh, limo. And we actually get to see more of the signs or a closer view of the signs. So at around three seconds, it says, send the mutants to the moon forever. I don't know if you could say that at three seconds and then right next to it, it says, I don't know what that says. Friends oh. of, oh, wait, friends of nature. All right. Uh, so, wait, I'm at, oh yeah, three seconds. We, uh, we actually saw that other one that was drawn from the last minute mm-hmm. uh, that we couldn't tell. It also says, uh, Senator Kelly takes aim against mutants, oh, which is yeah. weird. That's just a headline. Yeah. <laughs> Just... I, that's like clickbait of <laughs> that, the time, you know? That's that's just... I mean, that's like stage one clickbait. If it was today, it would be like, you won't believe what Senator Kelly says about mutants. <laughs> yeah. uh, ten reasons why Senator Kelly loves mutants. Ten reasons why he hates them. But that's such a weird protest sign. That's the... Yeah. And sending the mutants to the moon... I don't know what that would solve. They would probably probably thrive there, you know. Has there ever been anything like I see the freaks of nature and I say, "Oh man, we got a closer shot of that lynched guy." Oh yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, is and it says Mister Mutant on his neck. Has there anything that you know happened in the comics where they have a base on the moon? You know, like how sometimes a Bond villain has a base on the moon, or the Justice League has their own mm. satellites that they work out of. You know, not off the top of my head. I can't think of anything where any type of villain or hero has like a base on the moon. The only thing I can think of Marvel-wise was the Silver Surfer cartoon when he confronts Thanos. I don't know. I don't think he's on the moon, though. I don't know what planet he's on, but that's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, so I don't know where they got that whole moon thing from. Maybe it's just to get them away from Earth. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, there's also some signs that say protect our children mutants are killers with just very confused calligraphy do you see that orange one that says mutants are killers yeah it's yeah i don't know what that like that r is yeah yeah, a little wonky there's there's very sharp t's in mutants (laughs) and i don't know whatever that one was a group effort (laughs) right (laughs) so let's see here oh as a matter of fact, I didn't notice this one. Like, I noticed it right now, but I probably noticed it. Um, I mean, I've seen this movie a thousand times, so I probably noticed it in the you know, years before. But at nine seconds, you can see the pilot is clearly towed. Oh! 
I didn't notice that when I was younger, clearly. By the way. Who would at that age? <laughs> By the way, I've been posting the minutes on Instagram, and I remembered how you were asking if the assistant in the building where Jean Grey's putting on her presentation is Mystique. And I forgot mm-hmm. why you were asking that. I, like, figured later, I think I remembered later that uh, it may have been Mystique. But now, seeing this minute, I'm remembering why you're asking that, considering yeah, what's coming. Spoilers, so sorry. Yeah, and it was just only because, like, that random list that was given to the senator, like, like, out of nowhere, with, like, all the names and abilities, I was like, that sounds like some bullshit Mystique would try to, like, uh, or Magneto would get Mystique to, you know, slip in there. To but, uh, fan the flames. Yeah. That's curious. Now I'm I'm really curious to get an answer if that was Mystique or not, who gave him the list. Let's see, and at around second twenty two, he's on that phone call. Do we know who he's talking to? I don't think I caught that. But let's see. No, I think he's fishing for votes mm. uh, to get backing, but that also was interesting since he addressed gun reform mm-hmm. and trying to i don't know if he's trying to pitch it to the this specific person or he's also for gun reform probably just being smart with his arguments and tailoring them to his audience he's like saying stuff like you know these mutants are more powerful than any you know human handgun or something like that yeah and he actually says that he doesn't want guns in schools which yeah Today, the argument by a senator of his position would be gun restriction doesn't save lives. A good guy with a gun saves lives or whatever. Yeah, stuff like that. Put guns in schools, put more guns. Heck yeah. Hmm. How the times have changed. Right. Now, at around 32 seconds... Now, I've noticed this in a lot of different films. I mean, they do this on purpose. Like, they have a character with, like, like, the look that he's giving the senator it's like you know that something is up you know that's not him it's like 32 seconds they do the same thing in like you know the terminator franchise when uh you know the t-1000 like replicates someone something's always a little off about them how they're making (laughs) too much eye contact yeah they're like a little too smug they're like john connor where is he (laughs) i'll help you find him you know but uh (laughs) Yeah, at around 32, you can see his assistant uh, looking at him a little too hard. Yeah, and not the way that, like, if you saw the remake of 310 to Yuma with Ben Foster, Mm -hmm. how Ben Foster's kind of in love with Russell Crowe's character. You know, just a little too much. Just a little, like, hey, he's not uh, reciprocating this. You're kind of intense. Uh, (laughs) And uh, he actually... Spoiler, shoots you later. Check out 310 right. to Yuma. Shout uh, out 310 to Yuma. Same director as Logan, and it's the same quality as Logan. Mm-hmm. The director also did Night and Day, which is a piece of trash, but <laughs> 310 to Yuma is... Mwah. Yeah, dude. A lot of these neo-westerns are really awesome. Mm. Yeah, so at around 44 seconds, the creepy assistant, he says, maybe there is some way we can use that to our advantage. Now, was he talking? Let's see here. Oh, let's see. Yeah, I think... Cons- He's talking about the UN summit. Considering their plan, mm-hmm. the UN summit's on her mind. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was just a slip. She's trying to make conversation. 
and getting his head about it. But yeah, that uh, this is America. The rest of the world can figure it out, motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> He's just... like, let the rest of the world, let, let the rest of the damn world deal with the mutants in their own way. That's yeah. funny that he says that. It's like, uh, what is it, Children of Men? Had uh, mm-hmm. had kind of philosophies between the countries where they were mm. like, "Yeah, we're all fucked. Yeah. Just figure your shit out." And yeah, that was a fantastic film as well. Yeah, we're kind of uh, living in that. Yeah, uh, all for one or uh, no, no, not all for one. <laughs> one for all, the opposite oh. of that. Fuck off my masks. Yeah. <laughs> where yeah, we're living like in a what's it called? Uh, Children of Men v for Vendetta. Leading up to that, uh, you know, but yeah, so that, that's what I got for that uh, minute. It's uh, yeah, we got some interesting things coming up too. So yeah, my question is, hmm. he finishes with it saying, "You know this situation, these mutants, people like this hmm. Jean Grey." Oh uh, yeah. Do you, do you think he knows that she's a mutant, or he's just, you know? Putting them all in one spot because they're all oh. on the same side esque. Yeah. So it's like, is he saying these mutants like Jean Grey or these mutants and, and people, people like who Jean Grey? Mutants yeah. like her. I don't know. I, I mean, don't, I don't think he's I think that smart. He, I think if he knew she was a mutant, yeah. he would have said something at that meeting in the beginning. He would have started throwing pens at her. And he'd be like, witch! Like, what? She'll stop it! (laughs) (laughs) Let's light her on fire to see. Let's let's light her up like a phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I I think if he knew she was a mutant, he would have, like, freaked out. Exploited that. Yeah, he would have been like, ladies and gentlemen, she is, in fact, a mutant. Everyone would have gasped. (gasps) Have you heard of a mutant named Jean Grey? Well, I show you her alter ego, Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Because her superhero name never really stuck. (laughs) That would be hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I'm thinking back to the minute when Professor Xavier introduced everyone. It was convenient that Gene was the first one he met because he could say, this is Aurora or Storm, and this mm-hmm. is Scott or Cyclops, but you've already met Gene Grey or um, Gene Grey. Or Gene Grey, as we like to call it <laughs> around here. That's actually, it's funny because, funny you say that, and you mentioned my cat earlier. For those who didn't hear, my cat was whining earlier. Meow. My cat's name, right? My cat's name is Gene Grey. She is a gray <laughs> She's a great cat. That's hilarious. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. But uh, these references, I love them. Let me see here. I'm trying to see if I can find anything. Yeah, that was a great catch of Toad. I think I must have known that somewhere. But I I also wonder why, like, do all helicopters that transport senators have the seal of the United States on it? Like, that's, I don't know if, I'm probably just very incorrect. But I see that as a more presidential seal. But I'm probably just misinformed about how the seal is used everywhere yeah i have no idea but it seems like yeah that seems more presidential he's a senator so maybe like government transportation is uh he's provided with as much government transportation as he needs and Mm. these helicopters are government transportation i don't know 
But oh, yeah. uh, Secret Service protects candidates at a certain point no. in a presidential race. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might not be in office. So, yeah, that is interesting. If anyone knows, you know, you can always comment. Yeah, I got to... Like, um, actually... I got to re-listen to these episodes to remember what stuff I'm supposed to be putting on Instagram. But <laughs> this will be one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, anything else for minute 31? Uh, nothing else. All right, since I haven't been in the habit of saying this, if you're watching this on YouTube, please give this a like, subscribe, check out the other podcasts so all the fans can mingle of it, mingle amongst them. And if it's on audio, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll really help. That was Minute 31. I'm Wolf Hogan. I'm Brian Alex Clark. And we are the best at what we do. But what we do is not very fast.